We are jumping to chapter 7. I know we've talked about, um, we've seen the lecture for chapter 1 and chapter 2. I wanted to get into this a little bit uh, because it helps draw the border, helps draw the title block. And since we are going to start doing these little exercises, I want to I want to go ahead and jump to that. Tomorrow, we'll jump into uh, chapter 3, line weight. Uh, and then hopefully by the end of the week, we will be on chapter 4, lettering. And then I'm going to save chapter 5 and chapter 6 for next week, which is going to be your, uh, when we start talking about symbols, when we start talking about the ground plane and, and, and all of those things. So we're going to start putting together uh, some small landscape plans. I will put these lectures on Blackboard as soon as class is over. Um, and also you'll get the audio if you want to listen to it again. So um, chapter 7, the plan drawing, please read it, uh, you know, this week. I did go ahead and write on the board, read chapters one, two, three, four, and then seven. And then we're going to do an exercise today immediately after this for chapter two. And then we will keep going along with uh, exercises this week. But chapter seven, the plan drawing. We're going to learn how to lay out the plan drawing. And we kind of did that, you know, Friday uh, before, the, before, the, before the weekend. We did... Uh, um, drawing the title block. Basically, that's, that's part of the plan drawing. We're going to learn how to draw that border, that title block. We're going to know the vital information included on the plan. You know, what are some things y'all think need to be on the landscape plan that, that we've already learned? You know, what was the exercise that we did Friday? We drew the, we drew the border, but what else did we do? Yeah, title block. It's part of it. But what else did we learn how to use Friday? It is a tool, but the scale, the scale. You're going to have the scale on the drawing. You're going to tell the builder, you're going to tell the homeowner, hey, it's one inch equals 20. It's quarter inch scale. It's eight, eighth inch scale. You're going to put that uh, in, in the plan drawing. You're going to let them know. What are some other things that need to know? What is another vital piece of information when it comes to orienting the property to, to what? Oops. We talked about in a, I asked this question last week, what is the best place to put an outdoor patio or deck? What orientation to north, south, east, west? It's the east. So what else do we need to put on that title block? Direction. The direction. How, where north is. We need to know north arrow. We need to know which way north is. So we can tell what type of plant material we need to need, that we need to use. You know, you don't want to put azaleas on the western side of the house. You want your, your shade-loving plants to definitely be on like the eastern side because they can stand that morning sun when it's a little bit cooler, but as the day gets warmer, they need that shade. Um, understand the various approaches to labeling symbols and the ground plane. We can do that with our graphics or we can actually label it. And then know what information is included in the plant list. Plant list, we probably need to have the botanical name, the common name, the size that we want planted, whether it's three gallon or inch and a half caliper tree. We need to know the color 
um, and the symbol, the symbol that we're going to delineate it on the plan, and then learn how to create that plant list. Now, yes, we're going to learn how to do architectural lettering, and you're going to get tired of writing in architectural lettering, but I'm going to show you shortcuts as we progress through the semester that we can use computers, that we can print our plant list to what we call a sticky back and peel it off and put it on the plan. And we can do our title blocks that way. We still need to learn how to do architectural lettering, but towards the end of the semester, we'll be able to uh, take a, a sheet of sticky back and print the information that we need on it and then just pop it down on our, our plan drawing. Um, the elements, again, we're gonna use vellum or mylar. We're pretty much gonna use vellum um, for, for our projects here, or the bond paper, the copy paper that we're using on the eight and a half by 11. Our scales, definitely gonna be eighth, quarter, 10 scale, or 20 scale. Straightforward, those are probably the only scales that we are going to draw in other than some of these other exercises that we may be doing, the smaller exercises, just to get you used to using a scale. And also during this week, I promise we will do some more scale exercises to get you guys 100%, 100% comfortable uh, with your scales. Our border, again, half inch to an inch. We're using the eight and a half by 11 pieces of paper for our exercises. We're gonna go half inch. If we're doing the larger sheets, we're gonna go one inch, especially the 24 by 36. Even on our 18 by 24 pieces of paper, we still might use a half inch. Um, but should be an eighth inch thick, round tip marker, or we could use a pencil, and you're gonna use consistent thickness and balance, or you could use pre-bordered paper in your career. We're not gonna use pre-bordered paper here in class. We're gonna draw our borders. So drawing it, you need that T-square, square the paper to the T. The T-square, the wooden ones have a half inch plastic window. The metal makes sure the guidelines are off the side of the paper. We can use a 4-H lead used to make the guidelines and then find the corners. And I think that exercise that is on the yellow sheet of paper, uh, we're using a half uh, 0.54-H lead to start with. Marker, use the marker to draw the border. Do not uh, vary the speed or you will get an inconsistent line. Then binding, three to four inches on the short side to allow for binding. Now. What do you think binding is? Basically, that's putting the drawings together and stapling them on one end. This is only gonna be on your 24 by 36 sheets of paper. It would be smaller if we were using the 18 by 24s, and we're not gonna do it um, on our little eight and a half by 11 exercises. But you can get these little tabs that fold over, like you'll see like a black strip and a lot of architects and designers print their logo and all kinds of information. Or if you purchase it from like Repertech Graphics on Peters Creek, it's gonna have their information uh, on the binding. And that's okay. You know, they're, they're printing them for us, stapling it together, and they're throwing a little advertisement. But you can get the binding strips with your logos on it as well. Uh, border tape. Now, there is such thing. I very rarely use it but it's eighth inch wide black tape used to lay the border. It is really like, almost like electrical tape, but it's only an eighth inch thick and it is aligned. You can trace 
your, your borders and then go and tape out your border. Um, again, I, I don't like it. I'd rather draw it because it takes a lot of time to, to make sure that that tape is perfect. And then again, pre-draw your borders. You know, there's nothing wrong with having uh, several sheets of paper already done and ready to go for these assignments. If you guys get bored on the weekends and have nothing else to do like me, you can, you can go ahead and get a lot of these borders done. Title block information, it's, a, it's information about the design. It can be placed in various locations, either the short side to the bottom or the right, which is preferred. Now, let's take the screen right here. This is our plan, whoops, sorry. This is our landscape design piece of paper. We can either have the information at the very bottom or it can be on the right side. Most of the time you're gonna see it on the right side. Most people prefer it. It's totally up to you guys, especially when you start doing some of your own designs, but I will tell you where to place it for our exercise. We might do one or two with the bottom and then we'll definitely do the stuff on the right. And that's gonna have your company name. It's gonna have the date, the date of the drawing any revision dates of the drawing. It's gonna have the scale, the north arrow, the client's name and address, your name, drawn by Eric Jones. Once you get your North Carolina landscape contractor's license, you will stamp it. You will have a stamp that you will have. If you're an irrigation contractor, you will stamp it. If you become a landscape architect, you will stamp it. It'll have your symbol, your, your your stamp that says that you've drawn this. <sighs> Vertical drawings. Um, all right, again, let's take this as our piece of paper. That's horizontal. You can also draw with the vertical, you know, with the width being the shorter side and the vertical being the, being the you know, the taller. It just depends on what you're drawing. We're going to do several exercises both ways. Um, you know, we do a lot of survey drawing that we're going to use vertical orientation. So everybody understands vertical and orientation of a piece of paper, right? Portrait and landscape, basically. You know, we'll draw some portraits. We'll draw some um, landscape style. So it just depends on the exercise. So basically, that's what we're talking here. The title block is usually drawn two to three inches high and can be incorporated in the border or be freestanding from the border. Now, what's cool about that is maybe on a master plan, but definitely not when it comes to construction detail drawings. If you're doing a master plan for somebody, you may have a drawing that doesn't have borders and you just box out the title block information. It, it has its own graphical appeal doing that. Uh, I still recommend using a border, especially getting started. That way everything's neat and placed, you know, centered up and, and all that. But uh, um, you definitely can turn in a drawing to a client or present it without having borders and actually just boxing in your title block. 
Uh, for this class, when we're using eight, uh, when we're using the 24 by 36, we'll definitely use a three inch title block. We may go a little bit smaller if it's an 18 by 24, but typically we, everything we do will be three inch title block. Now, your title block can also be colored and, and full of colors and, and traced out with markers and used color pencils, and we'll, we'll get to that, and we can actually make it fancy and colorful, just like our landscape drawings. Again, client's name, address, written in the largest font, usually half-inch letters, address, quarter-inch. We'll have our name, our logo, and then the date, whenever we finalize the design, and then any revisions uh, after that. Plan number. The number of plans bundled together, like this is sheet one of three. This is sheet two of 10, just depending on how many drawings that we have binded together. What is the plan? Is it a concept? Is it preliminary? Is it the master plan? Is it an irrigation plan? Is it the planting plan? Is it construction details? The, each, each sheet will have uh, a name for it. And then any revisions that we do, and then a file number if we use a type of filing system. North arrow, magnetic north, and then the scale. We can do either, we can do north arrow as fancy as we want, or we can just draw a basic arrow. I like taking a circle template, drawing an arrow in it, whichever way north is, and then the scale. We can write it, one inch equals 20 feet, or we can draw a graphic scale. I like having both. I like saying that it's one inch equals 20, and then I like doing that graph. Why do I want to show it graphically? So you can know what it looks like. Well, the homeowner. The homeowner can take a little piece of paper and actually trace that and then cut it out, and they can move that scale around, and it's easier for them to understand what the scale is. If one inch equals 20 feet, they can cut that little one inch out and move it around the plan and say that represents 20 feet. And basically, uh, here is a master plan uh, with a section drawing up top. And uh, we'll get more into section drawing uh, next semester. But uh, this is a master plan design. It's got the information down here, the landscape architect, master plan design for who, the address and everything. They've got their north arrow. So they've done north with the arrow drawn that way. And this is bird's eye plan view. Where do you think the turf is? Where is the lawn area? Pretty easy to delineate, right? You got a circle path, and then you've got a square rectangle. Square mm -hmm. And this drawing up here, guys, is this line straight through. So you draw that line straight through, and basically you just lift the paper straight up and you draw it. And so you can see gazebo like right here. You know, the lawn area you're not going to see much, but you can see the trees in the background. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff. And we'll definitely get to this this semester. And then we'll start learning all that and doing more complicated design work in 213 if you guys take 213. So any questions on the plan drawing and what needs to be on it? So what are some things that we need to put for this class on our plan drawing? 
HOR 112-100, Landscape Design 1, Fall Semester 2018. Instructor, semicolon, Eric Jones. Your name, the scale, the date you drew it, and Lab Exercise 1, Lab Exercise 2. That type of information is what we will start putting on our exercises that we do. So you know that it's yours, I know that it's yours, and can grade it correctly and properly put it in the grade book. So again, what needs to be on our exercises? Class information, HOR 112-100, fall semester, instructor Eric Jones, your name, the date, the scale, where the North Arrow is, what the lab is or what the project is, and any pertinent information that you think might need to be in there. We good? Y'all ready to do lab exercise for chapter two? We're actually drawing again.